from the Three Story Method Podcast Network. This is the Serial Fiction Show. I'm Christine Daigle. And I'm J.P. Reinbush. Welcome to the Reader's Serial Fiction Show. Today, we've got a humorous YA contemporary rock star romance called We Blend. Two teenagers, one a cocky student from Germany looking to confront his rock star father and help his sick mother, the other, a sheltered wannabe singer trying to escape from the shadow of her famous stepfather, run into each other at a campus open mic night. He looks to use her connections to reach his goal, and she needs his guitar chops to complete her EP. She's looking to her future. He's looking for his past. When their voices blend, the here and now is a hit in the making. Willage Rue is the pen name for two authors, Gala Russ and D.L. Crossette. Once upon a time, Gala posed a question. What if one Christmas Eve, her side character, an aspiring film director in L.A. for one night, walks into a swanky resort where a lonely bartender, one of D.L.'s side characters, is just getting off work? That's how their first romance collaboration, Kisses, Lies, and Us, began. When Kindle Vela asked for authors to join, Willa Drew was born, and they did it again. They took another side character and made him the lead of We Blend, the latest in their Star-Crossed Lovers series. Their romances have every flavor of drama. Angst? Check. Secrets? Of course. Risk-taking? You bet. Expect slow burns, heart flutters, soulmates, first lovers, and swoon-worthy kisses. And now, a sample of We Blend, episode one. A takeaway Costa Golden Caramel Iced Cappuccino completes the next step in Project Yellow. And I'm free to wade through the crowd of morning commuters, no bodyguard in sight. One day in England, and the jet lag is torture. Crammed for six hours between a woman with short cropped silver hair wearing a Union Jack pin on her sweater and a surly man who reads an actual paper book. Who does that anymore? I enjoyed my anonymity, but missed the cozy bed of British Airways' transatlantic first class. Small price to pay for my freedom. I see the white columns of the hotel and pick up speed. The train to Pilton leaves in an hour. A ticket to Glastonbury is burning a hole in my pocket. The lineup's too sweet to miss, and the chance to experience a music festival like a normal 18-year-old, impossible. Box seats and backstage passes are great, but it keeps me separate from everything. I want to be out on the grass, in the midst of it, drinking the music through my skin, burn my throat, cheering with the half-drunk people. Not sitting on the sidelines, alive but not living. A familiar smattering of paparazzi in front of the marble staircase sends my heart beating faster. No. They can't know I'm here. Can they? I tug the brim of my baseball cap. I look nothing like myself. My disguise worked on the plane, and no one gave me a second glance on my walk along the Thames this morning. Maybe I should have picked a smaller hotel. But the Four Seasons is where we always stay. Lots of celebrities choose it. Someone famous must have checked in today. I rush past the cameras, 
and try not to groan at how long the doorman in his blue jacket takes to open the wrought iron doors decorated with golden medallions. Inside the hotel, it's quiet and calm. Made it. Melody. I hear my name ring across the gleaming two-story lobby. A shiver shoots up my spine. Dad? I look over to the plush maroon couches arranged in a semicircle. And sure enough, there's Bill Rockerby. Stepdad to me, rocker to the world. That's who the press is here for. He's not even hiding his rock star status, decked out in black leather like he just walked off the stage after one of his concerts. Except he's walking towards me. His mouth pressed into a thin line. The look of disappointment I dread souring the handsome face. Lots of women, and some men, drool over. What, what are you doing here? I stumble over my words. The better question is, what are you doing here? His voice is low and tense. I... I don't have a comeback. Truth? I'm supposed to be in New York on a shopping spree chaperoned by my mother-approved cousins. Not in this swanky hotel in London. His hand is on my arm. Not here. Amber eyes dart left and right and back again. People are listening. Dad's always paranoid about the press, especially in Europe. He corrals me toward the elevator, presses the call button, and we stand in awkward silence as we wait. My mind races between two thoughts. Was it Bailey or Zoe who spilled the beans? Because they were supposed to cover for me and not fold less than 24 hours into my escape. We have a pact. Provide alibis for each other when we need to escape the parental cages but their end of the bargain is harder to hold up. And I've never left the country by myself before. Zoe asked me five times if I was sure about the ruse. More important, how do I get out of this? There's a soft ding, probably a D-flat, but the pitch is off a hair, and the gold doors slide open. I jump in first, Hit the button for my floor. Dad follows close behind. More silence. Like the pause between songs on a playlist. The doors close and the elevator jumps to life. Your mother is sick with worry. Slash. His words are tiny shavings of metal cutting at me. He knows my weak spot. Making mom anxious given what she's going through, is one of the worst things I could do. I squeeze my teeth together and don't reply, because I've never learned to lie. My publicist keeps trying to coach me, but the closest I can get is to omit the truth. Ask me a direct question, and I'll blabber. But I can't tell Dad about why I'm here. If I have any chance of succeeding, I need a plausible excuse for why I'm in London, by myself, 
and not safe and sound in New York. Back in L.A., I have a certain amount of freedom, but Mum and Dad would never let me come to England, unaccompanied. You can't silence your way out of this mess. Is it Dylan? I called him as soon as your mother got the alert on a credit card about the hotel charge. The elevator is playing a music version of Justin's Holy, and my ears want to bleed. He pretended he hadn't heard from you. Better at lying than your cousins. Mom's card. The receptionist said they had to have one in case I have other charges, but promised they wouldn't use it as long as I pay cash. Months of saved allowance was just enough for a ticket, three nights at this hotel, food, and paying for Project Yellow. I'm not staying at this chain anymore. All the talk about keeping their clients' confidentiality, and they sell me out to my parents within hours. Talk to me. His voice softens a bit, and he angles his body towards me. I might be 42, but I remember what being young and in love was like. I thought you were over him. With him back in England, you stopped pining for the asshole. Pardon my French. Dylan! Right! If I agree I'm here for Dylan, Dad might not dig deeper. My plan might still have a chance. I thought I loved Dylan. It's true, I did think that. I don't anymore, but I let Dad draw his own conclusions. I keep squeezing my teeth. I can do it. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Before we talk to our author, let's talk about pro writing aid. Let's talk about pro writing aid. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about transitions. So let's do that. Yes, that it helps you organize your ideas. So writing that doesn't have a lot of transitions can be hard to follow. And mm -hmm. even if you're doing nonfiction writing, it'll tell you like if you have less than one in every four sentence, like it's hard to understand. Yeah. Um, yeah so you know, it has a suggested rate of transitions and you can take a look and see how understandable your writing is which is a pretty cool thing exactly and when we're talking about transitions we mean like various different types so time-wise it could be you know using the word when now by the time someone did something you know following a course of action then what did they do and then there's also like causal stuff so because like i just did so uh that is a a transition that you use in your general sentences or because because when we're saying point a because of this point b that's a transitionary sentence uh and then there are also, also conclusions so you know coming to a close of this one paragraph i may say finally this is a very useful tool for authors to use because they can determine where their transitions sit in a sentence and make sure that there's readability so that when someone on reads through it they have that process that flow of not only time but change yeah so now you should go to prowritingaid.com and check it out see what i did there
Yeah. That was Look at transition. that. Yeah. All those transition sentences yeah, just yeah. for you. And don't forget to use our discount code serial 20 S E R I A L 20 and get 20% off. Yeah. ProWritingAid.com. Check it Ooh. out or else. <laughs> Let's talk to our author. Let's do that. Alrighty, so we've got an act of teenage rebellion with uh, so much larger than life. Melody hasn't just run away, but she has run away to another country. So what inspired you to write a rock star romance serial? We didn't really set up, set out to do one. We were writing a completely different set of short stories at the time. And when Kindle Vela announced that this is happening, we decided to write something for Kindle Valley and we did not have anything that we could put in right away. So we needed to write something brand new. I know a lot of people said, oh, I have all of these things. I'm going to get them out and put them on Kindle Valley. We said, we're going to write something new. And we had a universe already, our uh, star-crossed lovers universe with Starlight Foundation for the series that we were doing before. And we said, well, we already have the universe. We might as well do this thing. And there was one side character there that we were literally writing, and that was Will, who shows up in chapter two. And we started from him, and we basically said, okay, he's from Germany. We know what's going on there. Who would be a good counterpart for him? This is a long story. Cut me (laughs) me because I'm the longest speaker. And I'm obsessed with opera, and Gail also sort of is... Not as yeah, much, yeah. but no, and I was no, like, okay. let's put opera in there. And she's like, no, it's YA. Nobody cares about opera in YA. <laughs> no. And I'm like, but how can we do it? So we ended up um, making it so that uh, the girls, both parents are opera singers because I just had to. But to make it more fun and approachable, her stepdad is a rock singer. And again, that was just one of those, what about this? What about that? How could we do this? And we arrived at that and it all worked out. It all worked out and it all worked out for the backstory of how uh, Will came around and how he, the, the rock star guy met his mom and all the backstory worked out. Mad, magic. It's magic. Yeah. That's- Will is, Will is a side character. And in look, we had literally just written, Will enters the room. Hey guys, I, your sound guy is here. So, you know, he was already in the sound world. He's a DJ. We'd already figured that stuff out. So we're like, well, what if his estranged father is a rock star? And then it just kind of evolved from there. And apparently a stepbrother romance and a rock star romance are both tropes. And when we started on this, we had no clue. That was not intentional. We had no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Excellent. So, Gala, you talked about Will being uh, your main character, one of your main characters who speaks German, but you speak English, Spanish, Russian, and French. So how did you decide on German <laughs> as the language <laughs> for one of your main characters? I, I do speak a little bit of German. I, stu- I studied it for five years. I just don't speak it fluently, so I can do enough uh, to not sound completely fake. I have no idea, Dale, how did we do it? I do not remember why we ended up in Germany. 
I, I, I don't remember either. I think I think it was you. I think you you definitely bring a more international flair to our story because of your background. And um, I think we just wanted to, you know, be more international than just have, you know, two kids from the States. And, uh, and Germany popped up. I, I think partially this is one of the countries where speaking English is a very widespread thing. Most yeah. people do and do that well, but all the, but the Scandinavian countries do as well. So mm, there was no particular reason. It just happened. That's, that's excellent. Cause even, even with that, it feels so much more worldly. So such of a bigger story. Um, I'm curious, and I'll start with DL. What is one thing about the story that you want listeners to know or to be excited about? <laughs> I think what I want them to know or, and what I want them also to be like, you know, super excited about is that, you know, this is a story that um, the way that, that Gala and I write is we just love to infuse everything with emotion and passion. Like we chose YA specifically. We, you know, we, we both have other stories that we've written under our names and, you know, mine is a little more uh, new adult but YA is that, you know, that moment in life when everything is happening and there's all this, these motions and things that are happening to you and decisions that you have to make that actually affect your life and things like that. And we wanted to like put all that on the page and make everyone feel that. And I think, I think that we have done that with this story. Like I, I still get tingles every now and again when I read certain passages. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is good. Like I feel that. So that's really what I would like people to know. Excellent. And I love the mystery that you've woven right into that first episode. So as a reader, I just want to know who is Melody meeting? What is this project yellow? Is there any more that you can tell us uh, without spoilers? Sure. <laughs> we, we don't make it a mystery. It's in the blurb itself that, uh, you know, uh, uh, Melody is, uh, you know, the singer, the daughter, stepdaughter of a rock star. And uh, she feels that she's you know, kind of hiding in the shadow of her famous father, stepfather, excuse me, and also her famous mother. And she wants to go out and prove herself. And she has Project Yellow. And um, from the first chapter, you know that Project Yellow goes a little sideways really quickly. And she has to come up with a new plan right away. And then we find Will, who, um, you know, he he's he's uh, he's looking out for his mother. And he he's got this plan Will is coming to America to, uh, you know, get some, uh, to meet his estranged father because he wants 18 years of back pay because his mother is sick. And, you know, that that secret of, you know, the, the clock sort of sets, right? Uh, Melody has something that she needs to do and Will has something that he needs to do and they need to work together to make that. Both of their dreams happen. Hopefully, wink, wink. Yeah, and the Project Yellow actually started writing a prequel, which now is on the back burner, but it we had enough questions about what is Project Yellow and how it came about and what is it that we ended up putting that into a prequel and hopefully it will come out sometime next year and then you will have all your questions answered. You're not the first Perfect. I can't wait for that to drop. So do you have everything planned out for this serial or is there a way that you're garnering audience participation either through social media or some other form uh, to play a role into where the story is headed? We have everything planned out for this season. So when we started, 
we knew we we're going to do at least three seasons. We have We Blend, We Breathe, and We Balance. And if you read past the first chapters, you'll know what We stands for. There, there is a meaning behind that. And we wanted those to be all music-based and music-related and blend. Breathing is important for music and balance is an important musical term. So all kind of in that universe. And we knew what the large arc is going to be. So we knew what is the goal for the first book, what we want them to end up at the end of the second and the third. But we approach each one individually and we kind of figure stuff out. We were really hoping that there will be comments because we used to other platforms that have comments and uh, reader interaction and you can do a lot more and you can modify things. So far, we don't have that with Kindle Vela. That's why there hasn't been really reader participation. But as soon as, we would love to. Normally, we do uh, talk to the readers and we would love to have reader participation for the next two installments that we are going to bring to the readers. Yeah, we're, we're, we're desperate for, <laughs> for feedback and, and, and good feedback and bad feedback, right? Like, you know, we're constantly asking like, hey, you know, pop over to our Instagram, DM us. We have our email address. Like, we want to hear from the fans. We really miss that commenting factor. But uh, we, we wanted to make sure that the story, uh, we don't, we have everything written. So we don't, we wanted to make sure that the story was consistent always, that everyone would get their episodes on Sundays and on Wednesdays. And we would never miss anything because it was important to us. Yeah, I think that's really important. So making this international story, did you have to do any kind of research? <laughs> Gala? <laughs> I'm going to be doing all the talking. We did a, we did a lot of research, and uh, I think all writers say that. If you look at uh, your Google search history, you should be either a writer or a serial killer. There's really rare, never a middle ground. <laughs> So I think for me, I'm going to do one. You're going to do one deal because I don't want to talk all the time. Yeah. For me, because I speak German, well, okay, I don't speak German, but I can comprehend and read German well enough. Uh, Will is a rower. He's in a rowing team for his university. And uh, he, university is in Berlin, Germany. He's originally from Bremen, which also has a pretty big rowing team. So this was one of my tasks. I had to go to the University of Arts, uh, figure out where is it exactly on the Google map, then look at what are the different rowing clubs. How can we, how will he get there? He doesn't have a car. He'll have to take public transportation. And then, oh, these two clubs sort of match. And then we went and I looked at like all that stuff is all in German. Uh, what type of what clothes do they have? What is their emblem? What colors they have? And we landed on one particular one. Yeah, that was hours spent doing that. <laughs> I'm familiar with rowing club in Berlin, if anybody knows you, needs to know that. So that was one weird one. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we go really deep, really, really deep into the research. We want to make sure that they, like, I remember I told you about the emotion. So, you know, we want to make sure that it's also authentic with folks. So, I mean, in the first chapter, she, she walks into the Four Seasons Hotel. We looked at the Four Seasons Hotel. We looked at where it was. We figured out how far it was to cost a coffee for her to walk to get there. What the doors looked like. What the what the you know the the inside looks like. Like we we go to the the nth degree because we really want to make sure that it it feels right. So yeah, we're obsessive. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, and that that comes through on the page. It feels so real. 
Uh, so I love that you guys really kind of do that research because like I said, it, it just feels so real. So with these two different points of view, we have Melody mm -hmm. and Will. What do you love about each of them? <laughs> well, I love... We won't make you yeah, pick. Please don't, because <laughs> that, that would be a terrible. Um, I love uh, that Elle, even though she kind of keeps getting knocked down and has a lot of these uh, try-fail cycles and all that kind of stuff, and her plans keep going sideways, she has this true heart and keeps getting back up and 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 trying again. And, and not just trying for herself, trying for everyone. Like She just wants... She wants everyone to be comfortable and to be to be great, and and from Will's perspective, I just love his love for life. Um, he has this uh, this sharp wit, this humor, this biting but fun. He's not cruel. He's not mean. He's not a bad boy. Sorry, sorry, everyone. We didn't write a bad boy. Uh, he's he's just great. I lo I love him. I love Will. Sorry. <laughs> Excellent. So, beside your two main characters. Are there any other characters you're excited for listeners to read about and why? I think I know what who DL's favorite character is. It's Sven. Uh, he is uh, Elle's bodyguard. Mm -hmm. And I think at some point in the future, we will have merch with Svenisms because like he has certain phrases that he says <laughs> that we find hilarious. Yeah. And they would go perfectly on some kind of a t-shirt, future vision board plans. <laughs> He he is one of those characters that I think everybody just pays attention to because men of no words, but huge presence. And I am personally very attached to Zoe, who is Elle's cousin and her best friend, because she is she's kind of the, the crazy friend you want to have who will drag you into all sorts of trouble and make you do anything that you didn't want to do. And I, yeah, I definitely want a friend like her. Mm -hmm. Was there any media that inspired you to write this rock star romance? Uh, so DL, I read that you enjoy watching soap operas with your grandma. Did that influence <laughs> writing? <laughs> soap operas influenced my writing a lot, but that's more with the drama. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't really a, uh, you know, a, a TV show or anything like that. I, we don't have a, you know, um, rocker isn't uh isn't uh fixed over a, a rock star himself or anything like that um these these characters really really came to life in our little brains and like they're real people like you know we we have we, we have conversations with them and i mean i don't mean just me and my little brain i think gala and i both have conversations with them as we're trying to figure out a scene or something like that yeah. I love that. So is there anything <laughs> that you haven't explored yet that you plan to or want to either in this serial or uh, future seasons or future serials? I think we are playing a little bit more with the format. When we started this one, it was a little bit of a time crunch. So we did something that we probably are more familiar with, although we tried to adapt it to the serial for more, although we both did write serials before, so this is not first time for us, but it was, I feel like the way we are seeing people do it on Kindle Vela specifically, we, for our next one that's coming out in November, we're making changes in the format, in the scene construction, in some of the chapter lengths and, uh, I don't want to say more cliffhangery, but sort of that format 
is a playground, which is which is super cool for an author. I think that's one of the that's not a bad thing. That's a super cool thing because it's like additional constraints. So you can do this. Now they put you in that box. How are you going to do it? So that is definitely fun. And we are going to keep. Uh, um, Dale, you you tell me, but I, I I think we are going to keep doing more international stuff. So there's going to be more international locations. Yeah. We already planned that, and um, I'm I'm not going to say we're going to take you on the tour of the world, but we are going to take you out of the United States of America. <laughs> That's a promise. That's what we're definitely doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I love that. So lots of uh, lots of Google Maps and zooming in, <laughs> yeah. and timing some some walks down the street mm -hmm. I see in the near future. <laughs> so as a final question for both of you, what do you like most about writing serial fiction? Well, I'll go first. <laughs> um, I think what I like most about serial fiction is that it gives you a longer format to be able to tell a story. Uh, you know, when you when you write a, a book, a traditional book, I mean, you know, you you have an arc, you have to fit certain beats, and um, we're always trying to, you know, forgive the word, but cram things in. And and here we can have a scene that can be one episode, and we can devote that episode. If we want that episode to be about butter tarts, then it can be about butter tarts, as long as we make it interesting and it moves the plot along, right? Like I don't know, that's a silly example, but uh, but you know. <laughs> We have a lot of silly fun stuff. What can I say? We like to have fun with it. So for me, being able to tell that story over a longer time and really, you know, delve into those emotions and those characters, I just, I just love it. Yeah, for me, probably uh, the side characters. I think this has been one of the most developed side character representation for us. And whenever people, our beta readers, when they were reading, that was one of the very consistent feedbacks. They all said... Yeah. Oh my God, that's not just a cardboard person that is sort of there. We feel for them and there is a it, there's a large cast. So it's a lot more like watching a TV series, right? When there are friends and friends of friends and family and neighbors and people you work with and they all uh, have enough time on the page that you get to know them and hopefully want to know more about them. So once Will and Elle's story is over, they would want to read Zoe's story or Sven's story or Siobhan's story. We have an uh, character who's from Ireland. <laughs> so like we want people to connect. And I think the serial format definitely allows for that extra time on the page. Excellent. Couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us today. Yes. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. It was fun. Our thanks today to Willa Drew for letting us share their episode. If you liked it, you can read the first three episodes free on Kindle Vella. The link is in the show notes. Also, if you're a writer, we have a companion podcast, The Writer Serial Fiction Show, where we talk with authors about their stories and discuss the elements of writing compelling serial fiction. We want to thank you for listening to The Reader Serial Fiction Show. If you know someone who might enjoy the show, send them your favorite episode link. And if you want to leave an Apple podcast review, we read all of them and take your suggestions. You can also leave a comment on this episode on our website, SerialFictionShow.com. Finally, we now have a Patreon where you can get Serial Fiction Show episodes early and other great stuff. We have tons of things in the works. Check it out at Patreon.com slash Serial Fiction Show. Thanks, and we'll see you next time with another Serial Fiction episode. And that's and a wrap. That's a wrap.
Now, wait a minute. I have a very, very important question before we continue. DL, raisins or no raisins? That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Raisins or no raisins in your butter tarts? I'm good with either. (laughs) First of all, what a pleasure (laughs) to talk to someone who understands what butter tarts are. I I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm going to make you some butter tarts. I will. Oh, gosh. When we're in Cleveland, I'll bring them down. <laughs> you'll have to you'll yeah. have to make them special for JP. Raisins are no raisins, special. JP. That's <laughs> I like raisins, okay. but you got to be careful with your butter. Okay. Oh, there. I don't think there's actually uh, any butter in butter tarts. Maybe in the crust. Perfect. I don't know. It's just corn syrup. I do. <laughs> yeah. I do have to say that I'm obsessed with lefsa with butter and brown sugar. That's my lifestyle. Mm. All right then. So we can be friends. <laughs> great best friends the correct answer to butter tarts raisins or no raisins is yes that's the correct answer yes, right exactly <laughs> sounds like it 